Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. I want to spend the next few minutes talking about what's happening in the UK. They are in the middle of the battle to replace Boris Johnson as Prime Minister. It's between Liz Truss or Rishi Sunak and they are travelling around the country speaking to Conservative Party members. But in the meantime, households in the UK have been told that their energy bill next January could hit £4,200 or almost €5,000 and also figures out today show the British economy stagnating in July. Nick Ferrari, presenter of Nick Ferrari at Breakfast on LBC. Very good to talk to you again. Who's running the country? Who's running the country? <laughs> That's a very good question. Uh, if Gordon Brown, the former British Prime Minister, had his way, uh, the country would be run in a kind of triumvirate. Three people, Boris Johnson, the current Prime Minister, would get the two challenges that you mentioned, Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss, in, and they would be particularly addressing the cost of living crisis, the crisis you just quoted. In reality, OK, Boris Johnson runs the country. There's been a lot of pressure. Why aren't you doing more? The, the bills are truly frightening. There's actually a report out now suggesting that you could be inching towards £6,000, so I don't know what that is in euros, but that's even more frightening. But Boris Johnson and his team are saying there are diktats, there are rules in place that means he's not able to take severe measures in the last few weeks that he's Prime Minister. He has to wait for whoever wins the competition between Liz Truss and between Rishi Sunak, who comes in as the Conservative leader, as the new Prime Minister in the first few days of September, and lays out their policies. And that is where there is considerable blue water between them. Can nothing be done in the meantime? Realistically, no. They held a conference yesterday or a summit yesterday where the bosses of some of the energy companies, most of the energy companies came along. In some instances, these are firms that are making profits, profits of shy of £10 billion. And in the case of BP, they're paying their boss £11.5 million. And there was some hope that there could be, rather than another windfall tax, there'd be some kind of gesture. Candidly, the summit about the weather aimed to be a lot of hot air. Nothing came out of it. There has been no measure. And the windfall tax, interesting enough, this is the idea that when a company such as BP or Centrica, which you probably know better as British Gas, when they make ridiculous money because of these fuel hikes, they actually pay some back. Liz Truss says this is a Labour, this is a socialist policy. She's not with it. Rishi Sunak says he wants to keep it on the table, but he's not a fully signed up fan. Meanwhile, we wait as around 120, 130,000 members of the Conservative Party will define 130,000 people will actually define who will be the next Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. I've watched some of the hustings this week as they go around the country talking to Tory party members, doing interviews, mm. making speeches. And it seems like they're living in a different Britain to everyone else because the economy is shrinking. In my day job, Nick, I covered business news and I'm seeing the figures today showing the economy right. contracting in the second quarter of the year. I'm seeing the strikes being called by train workers and other people putting in pay rises. And they're going around promising different policies here, there and everywhere. Tax cuts over the next couple of years, tax cuts in the ne- in- well into the next parliament. What's going on? Are they actually living in the real world? Well, you put your finger on it. I I actually did the first, very first testing up in Leeds, what, about two weeks ago, and you're absolutely right. They're crossing the country. It seems almost every other day or every third third day, and you put your finger on it because at the heart, and I don't want to be biased here, but at the heart of Liz Truss's campaigns is a tax giveaway somewhere in the region of 40, 50, maybe 60 billion pounds, and the promise that she will have an emergency budget within days of arriving in the office. Of number 10. Now, I don't need to tell you clearly that you don't put a budget together within days. It takes weeks of planning. You have to work out what you're going to do and where the money goes. So you could argue that this is where Mr. Sunak, Rishi Sunak, is actually slightly ahead. 
But he's also in a difficult place. It was only a matter of weeks ago that he was the Chancellor of the Exchequer. The leaders of the economy were his control. So where you rightly reference, we've had a knock in our GDP, what the countries were. Now, I I need to slightly reference some of that is because we're not spending the same amount in the UK as we did on COVID track and trace and COVID detection, which I think we could probably take as a positive. So we can take that. But no, the economy. And if we have another quarter like that, then, of course, that is what the next prime minister will inherit. Where's the opposition in all of this? Is Keir Starmer still on holidays? <laughs> well done. Um, Gordon Brown is making, and now bear in mind, he was last Labour Prime Minister, Labour leader in 2010. He is making more headway, and he's come up with more ideas. Most of them have been biffed back, but he's come up with more strategies. So Keir Starmer, get ready for this. It's a world revelation. Your listeners are hearing it. He's on leave. But no one can actually bring themselves to say those words because Boris Johnson didn't pick a great time for a delayed honeymoon. I think we might allow in that. Nadine Zahawi, the very new chancellor, was also on leave. Now, every man, every woman in the world, is, as, as indeed does Matt, everybody, <laughs> does, everybody, but Matt's not running the country yet, and he's not running the economy. And when you're in that kind of job, there is a school of thought you should be there. So that's what Labour's reflecting. They want to go after Boris Johnson. They want to go after Nadine Zahawi. It's a little embarrassing that Sakir is also, I'm going to say on the beach, I don't know where he is here, but he's on leave. I couldn't blame him if he was. The bookies have Liz Truss, the Foreign Secretary, yeah. down as an overwhelming favourite to win. So why are people still going around the country pretending that that this is a contest here's the theory okay apparently and again i can vouch for this actually rish's supporters are more quiet conservatives okay and we've had a few elections lately where the odds have been overturned so it would not be a surprise and certainly when i did that one in leeds two thursdays ago rish's people did not wave the banners did not scream as much and did not wear all the t-shirts but they are still there liz truss appeals more if you like to the red meat, hurl out the idea, tax cuts, £60 billion worth. Look at it forensically and you wonder if it adds up. Now, I'm just telling you the line. In reality, in reality, if you bear in mind, they've had some of these these conservatives, they've had their voting slips for the thick end of two weeks. Rishi had a bad, bad one the other day where he admitted he'd taken money away from towns in the north that needed it and diverted it to rich areas in the, in the southeast of uh, a town in Kent called Tunbridge Wells, which is very much the preserve of the tired majors. I've and once been in it, Nick. Once been in it many years ago. <laughs> well, then you know it. You know it. That, that, that is not an area that is crying out for more cash for libraries or hospitals or schools. They're doing very well, thank you. That did not play well. It's the red wall, of course, that will help determine this. And I don't think they were particularly impressed with his view on where the cash was gone. When will the country find out who will be the next prime minister? We find out on September the 5th. The final hustings is on August 31st. It's taking place in Wembley. It's more than 5,000 Conservative members. I'm going to be hosting the final one, so I'll have topped and tailed it. Candidly, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Of course I am, and it's an absolute privilege to do it. But a lot of the votes will be in by then. I I think we'll know who the winner is. There would, of course, be some people who can still send their votes by uh, via email. But let's be honest, the Conservative membership, broadly speaking, broadly skews a little bit older, skews a little bit that they get their forms. They're very duty-bound, diligent. They get the form, they tick the box, they send it off, then they go on their holidays. So we'll be playing for the last knockings, I think, at the end of the month. But could it change it? Well, Liz Truss would say no, but Rishi Sunak would say, I've got the quiet vote. We'll have to see. Let's hope it's not 52%, 48%. Nick, before, oh, I, before I let you go, let's, so let's turn to, a, to the serious breaking news story that's yes. happened in the last couple of hours. Salman Rushdie yes. has been attacked in the United States. 
Yeah, this is the 75-year-old author of the Satanic Verses. I take you back some 33 years when his polemic work came out, uh, and he had what's called a fatwa, effectively a, a, a death threat uh, put on him by radical Islamists. He was at a speaking engagement in New York. He has been attacked on stage. I understand he's been taken away. Now, when I last looked, the severity of injuries are not known, and we don't know any more about the assailant. But certainly, if you look at his back record, it would not be wrong for the relevant U.S. anti-terror authorities to look at what we have. So this is someone who, for the last 30 years, has been living under a fatwa. He's still gone out, it's effectively a death threat. He's still not gone out and given these speeches. He has written openly critical, extraordinarily critical uh, verses of poems and works about Islam. So he's a controversial writer. We'll have to see how he's paid for that. OK, Nick Ferrari, presenter of uh, Nick Ferrari at Breakfast on LBC. Thank you very much for joining us here on The Last Word. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.